What's going on, friends and family? Nye here, a.k.a. Brother Jeffrey, and the host to the High Times Podcast, Hawaii's newest podcast going down in Hawaii, locally made. Today, we have a very special guest, a very, very, very special guest. Um, he drove all the way from Corner just to be here with us tonight. <laughs> all the way. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Brother Jeff Silva in the house. Let's go. I got to give him the yes, sir. Yes, uh, one more time. Yes, uh, yes, uh, brother Jeff. Yes, uh, what is going on, my man? Glad to be here, brother. Bro, glad super here. glad to have you here. Um, if uh, nobody knows, but Jeff is one of the main reasons why we are the High Times podcast. He has re- he reached out to me. I just had this brilliant idea. I think it was like a few weeks ago, dude. Yeah. It was a few weeks ago, I had a brilliant idea to to create this podcast. And um, just do something different, you know, because I've been doing a lot of comedy and stuff, um, comedy commercials for businesses. And I was like, dude, I want something that we can kind of like do on the like on the weekly, like do this on the weekly. And I I posted something on Instagram and I was like, hey, looking for sponsors for a podcast if you want to be part of this podcast. Um, So that's where Jeff stepped in and he's like, bro, let me let me get in on that. And and. Now we're here, bro. Yeah. And now more than here. anything, it, you know, I follow you. Your content is unreal. There's a need for this, you know. And totally. It, unless guys like you step up and actually, you know, make stuff like this happen. You know, there's so much raw talent over here just on the Big Island alone. And this is a good thing. So totally again, agree. I'm, I'm super stoked and I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Yes, bro. Thank you. So Jeff is the owner of Ula Ula Fishing Company out in Kona Side. We want to just thank our sponsors, Ula Ula Fishing Company, uh, Nick Ani, Ani Construction, Ola Brew Company. We got Tiger's Toying out in Oahu and Honors Brand as well. Shout out to Major League for the for the gear tonight. Uh, big shout out to that. So, so Jeff, t- tell us a little bit about what, first of all, let's get to know you first. Who are you, born and raised? What's What's your story? So, you know, real quick, I'm born and raised from the Big Island of Hawaii. I'm from South Kona, Middle East, on the Big Island, over on the South West side. The sunny side, bro. The, the, dry, side. the dry side. The dry side. The dry side, the uh-uh side, you know. But, yeah, you know, I'm I'm fortunate that I never called anywhere else my home. Of all the things that I've gotten to do, that I've been blessed with, you know, most of my, my careers I've been fortunate where it's it's, it's been ocean-based. But, you know, it's I got to travel a lot at a young age. Got to experience a lot of the world, see a lot of things, meet a lot of people. Barely made it out of high school, you know, which which kind of threw me into some of my other careers. And that was all of us, bro. All of us, barely, you know. Barely made it out of high school, which is you know, which is again, which is really awesome to to see something like this make it here, you know. And, yeah. And and more than anything, I hope that it that it inspires it'll inspire an audience for you because it's a needed it's it's a needed necessity over here for the Big Island. Totally. All the places I've been. There's so much talent here, raw talent, that it's just it's it goes unscathed. It has to be uncovered. Yeah, and yeah. the only way it's gonna happen is from you know from brothers like you that that you know Appreciate you've that. got a niche. You know your niche is unreal. Just just bringing you know humor to our culture and yeah. having fun with it. That's what it's about. Yeah, being bro. able to laugh. Totally. You know, doing stuff and it's just it's good. Waking up in the morning, grabbing your phone first thing as you see one brother on there. Wow, that's unreal, man. You yeah, know, so yeah. you know, we don't we don't learn to do things like this. We don't learn a lot about who we are until we actually become, you know, older. Definitely. And that's where I'm at in life is, you know, I'm I'm I just turned 40 last week. Ooh. Fuck. 
Fuck. I'm coming out, bro. Are I'm you fucking right behind? I scared you. to ask, bro. You know it's not that bad. Cause I'm 33 right now. Oh God, I'm 33 I don't right even now. feel sorry for you. I really don't, bro. But I remember saying the same thing you were saying <laughs> when I was 30, bro. Yeah. You know, see, looking yeah. at my friends like, bro, oh, you're only 22, bro. Yeah. It does you know fly I mean? though. It does. You know, it in does. 20s is like, how the hell you made it out of your 20s? I don't know. And then 30s, I got married at 30, had my first kid. The last 10 years has just been a blessing with, with my three children and my wife. That's so awesome, bro. Yeah. And now it's, you know, it's, 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 you know, things, that's what you do in life. You, you, you grow older, you yeah. accept it, try to stay in the best shape that you can, learn from your mistakes. I'm working on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all are, bro. We all are. Bro, the Big Island is not the place to be if you're trying to lose weight, bro. This, yeah. It's, it's, you know. There's so much meat here, bro. There's a lot of meat. So, I tried to do it. I tried to go pescatarian. Uh, yeah, it's hard, bro. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, and and more than anything, it's not just a lot of meat. It's a lot of good meat. Mm. You know, when in like anything, it's, it's grass fed. Bro, this meat the world. Bro, I go to KTA and I'm like looking at the meat, and you can totally tell the difference between you know USDA and then our grass fed meat. Right. You know, like mountain apple meat, and it's like super different. Totally, and and again, like we're so spoiled, we don't realize that. Exactly, you go a lot of other places, it's not like that. No, it, you know, you don't know where your meat comes from. Totally, you don't know where your produce, you don't know where your fish, you don't know where any of your. We have something over here that's we're very fortunate that we have we have a sustainability over here for farmers, cultivators, fishermen. That's just we have some of the best products in the world. And I think that Big Island is the core to that. It is, is. the core to sustainability. It is. Um. Out of all the islands, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I mean, we lived in Oahu the longest time, but they don't have as nearly as much farming going on as the Big Island does. I mean, because right. I mean, because the landmass is huge here. Right, the landmass is huge here, and and just the the atmosphere here is way different than Oahu too. You know, totally, yeah. totally, and a lot of it, like what you're saying too, like that's the biggest thing for us is when we were growing up here, we we're all taught like skill sets, like how to live off the land. Yeah, your yeah. your you know your family, if you're born and raised in Hawaii, you're right. Yeah, I'm going to burp. Oh, okay. burp. I never like burp too loud. I was like, oh, you can go project home. that yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. It's all good, bro. Behind I'll the scenes. I'll, I got one coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Freaking Ola Brew, guys. Sheesh, bro. Making that, making that shit too bubbly. God. But that's who we are, bro. Growing up, you know, like we, yeah. we, we learn skill sets on how to provide, but nobody really teaches us the business sense to that side yeah and that's what the to me the challenge is in this day and age where the product is here the people is here the talent yeah. is here the skill sets here because local mindset bro local mindset is like give yeah. you know give give right. give but then there's a there's that there's that fine line between you need to like okay now you gotta provide for my family just kind of keep giving everybody totally so that's where the business comes in but right. totally i understand like the local people our thing is to give bro you right. know what i mean we're not asking for anything back no. like oh like Oh, like we just went kill on cow. My neighbor, ah, give him some meat. You know yeah. what I mean? But we could have sold him. You, you can. Know what I mean? But the, yeah. the good thing about it, I think now is that now a lot of a lot of people are becoming akamai. Yeah, that, that's the only way that you can. Yeah, we're, of we're trial and error. We found out. You kind of find out the hard way because nobody teaches us. You could be the greatest farmer. You can have the best cattle, the best produce. You yeah. can be the best fisherman. But in the end, if you're not a good businessman, if you don't actually know how to move your product or network or communicate or, yeah. or even just somewhat, you know, put yourself out there to where you can you can move your product. Yeah. Doesn't matter how good it is. Exactly. Nobody knows, you know, exactly. so that's what takes time is really learning, building up the confidence, because that's another whole thing about yeah. you know, being confident in what you have to sell it so that. You feel good about what you do. Yeah. You know? True, true. Okay, a question I have, I have for you. Okay. I, 
I so when you first started commenting on my stuff, um, I I went on your page and you have you're up your your approved page, right? Yeah, approved page, and you have like a hundred something thousand followers. Like, what is that? What is that from? Like, okay, wh- where did you? Because I didn't know you at all, and and a lot of people that are watching right now probably don't or listening probably don't know who you are either. But can you tell us a little bit about about that? Yeah, so my following, I'm a lot of my following was based off of just accomplishments that I've done in my life, and then about five years ago, I got involved with a show, Deadliest Catch, and when I got involved with that show. That show kind of slingshotted me into. So you was a captain on. So there was Deadliest there catch? was two different sides. There was okay. a, there was a show Deadliest Catch, which is which is a crab based show in Alaska, which has been running for going on close to twenty years now. On those that cameras. show is so crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, crazy. And we got to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. And then um another show was a show Deadliest Catch Bloodline, which was kind of a spinoff of 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 Deadliest Catch, which kind of led you know Alaskan crabbers kind of coming over here and trying to find their way into the Hawaiian fishery. And that's the like like kind of like wicked tuna kind of stuff. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and so just the timing of how everything happened, it was something where, you know Wasn't we, there just one that just that just finished? Did, um, was there a bloodline one that just there finished? There was a bloodline. Yeah. Okay, so okay, we yeah. we uh we did our last season here and um I'm not really too sure what's gonna happen with the whole show for me personally. Yeah. Um I'm kind of in a transition phase in my There's life. There's not a right lot now. we can say on you. Yeah. Either. We can. I mean oh, you know, okay. you know, <laughs> Depends on how many beers you get inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, know. Um, <laughs> as far as as far as a following comes, when there's been a lot of shows that have come and gone throughout the years, you can take in you know stardom fame. For me, I just felt that if a production was gonna come here, I wanted them to see. I wanted them to see fishermen for who we were. Okay. I didn't want drama. Yeah. I didn't want it to be something that was made out to where it was a negative. Skidded. Right. Yeah. And, and what a lot of things for me was I was fishing a lot at the time. Okay. I felt that I was in a place where when the opportunity came to me, when they asked me if I wanted to be a part of it, if I passed on it, it was just going to go to the next guy. Yeah. And if that guy didn't want to do it, it was in a place where it wasn't going to go away. So I looked at it as an opportunity to where... For everything that I worked for, I wanted people to know that there was a group of sustainable fishermen out here that Definitely. mattered with culture, heritage, sustainability, and they've been doing it for a very long time. It was never about me. Yeah. It was always about us. The people. Right. Yeah. And that, you know, like anything, when someone, when it's one person on camera, there's a lot of questions get, they get thrown to, you know, why is it this one guy? Yeah. But in reality, like you can only control so much of the story, yeah. so much of the narrative. But what a lot of people don't know is for how big Deadliest Catch is, the platform of it is a world level. It's world level. Definitely. It's it's one of the biggest, longest, you know, running reality shows on TV. In the the most action. Next to, to has like, action. The Voice. American Idol shows like that. So yeah. to, be, to be able to be a part of something like that, for me, it was it was something that I felt very blessed that the opportunity was given to me. Okay, and I, so you were on Bloodline, right? And then you were on the were you on Deadliest Catch in Alaska? As I well? did. So I ended Ooh. up yeah. So I ended up doing a couple years of the fishing show out here. It was crazy. You know, we filmed it during the pandemic, all through COVID. It was just, it, it, you know, it, it was nuts. It, it was, and it was crazy because a lot of the things that we wanted to do, we we ended up not being able to do because the fucking world shut down. Yeah. So how do you, how do you create? 
an industry and show everything that we're doing when we don't even have a market. Oh, totally. Right? You know what totally. I mean? Yeah. So to really be able to build up, I'm very grateful I, from the bottom of my heart, the, the fishermen, you know, all over the state yeah. the communities that allowed us to do that. So sick. It, it, it was unreal. It, it was really moving. And the whole thing was, again, it was, it was never about me. I wanted people. This was, I felt, you know, being born and raised in a small town in South Kona, Middle East, this was a chance for me to, to let the world know, like, wow, fishermen like us exist. Yeah. It's not about one it guy. It was your time to shine for your community. Exactly. And I yeah. wanted people. And, and if I go back and look at it, the support that I get around the world, that is to answer your question over this five minute answer. Yeah. Is that my following is based on a world level platform. That's so awesome. The world loves us, bro. They love, they love our culture. It, 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 it's, it's, we might struggle, you know, as Hawaiians sometimes waking up every day, seeing the same faces, doing the same things, mm -hmm. but we have to, we have to remember that, you know, the Mauna, all stuff like that, the movements that we do is created. It's created out of aloha. It's created out of peace. Definitely. You know what I mean? And, and, and people fall on the Hawaiian culture, you know, for the movements that we're able to provide as people. They love us from all over the world. Yeah, me and, was, me and Moko was just talking about that, too. Definitely. Yeah. Like, Hawaii is Hawaii is an example of how the world should be. Right. You know? Right. And, 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 and right. they do. They look to us in a lot of ways. Definitely. You know what I mean? But, but you know, we've got... the. Uh, we definitely have an upper hand in a way because it's our home and every island has its own culture. It has yes. its own community. So the Hawaii state is, is a big, is a big state, but it's actually really small when you break it down to every island, Yes, you know? And, but again, I'm, I'm super grateful and I'm super blessed for the opportunities that I've, that I've had in my life and dealing, dealing with a fishing fleet of, you know, the, the most flack I probably get is when I throw it out there when I say that the best fishermen in the world are in Hawaii. I mean, guys around the world hate that. Yeah. That's the first thing. But it's the truth. <laughs> it is, It is bro. the truth. It and, is totally and, and the I truth. And I go to bat for the boys as much as I possibly can. Because those guys in the, the mainland truth, are something else when it comes to... All over. They, but, I mean, you know, again, I've, I've traveled to... A, I've been very lucky to travel to different fishing industries the, you know the alaskan fishery you know, badass fucking crazy man. yeah you know and, and and again but we're all similar where it's like you got you got you'd never believe how many soles how many tongues are a lot in, of them man. i mean i mean down in i mean <laughs> to the furthest depths of the aleutian islands bro down in alaska They're that down is there. crazy you know and and that was i think the coolest thing for me is really opening my mind to the fishing industry to where like when i came home and i when i really decided to move forward, you know, with Ula Ula, it, 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 it changed because all of a sudden it, it wasn't something where I wanted to be a fishing company. I wanted the world to know that, bro, fishermen like us exist. Yeah. We have the best product. We have the best fishermen. Yeah. We totally. just need to get caught up in times to where a lot of these guys learn how to be businessmen in, in, in the century that we're in now. So sick. Know? So sick. Okay. So we'll get into the Ula Ula company, the fishing company just a bit, but tell me how it was um in alaska bro because okay so this is the thing so uh, when i was in high school I, I graduated high school and i started working for hawaiian fresh seafood mm -hmm. okay i was working for hawaiian fresh seafood slanging fish uh to disneyland cali and stuff like that i was one of the i was on the sales team um and you know we had great fish but i always wanted to be on the boat okay mm -hmm. so i looked up like alaskan crabbing right and i almost <laughs> 
bro. You almost did it. I almost did it, bro. Yeah. Six months on, six months off. I was like, dude, let's do this. You know what I mean? And I can make as I can make money to last me the six months, you right. know? And I was so down for it, bro. Right. But then I started watching. Bro. Yeah. And I was like, bro, uh, maybe I don't want to die. <laughs> I mean, you know, the crazy thing about it is that if I look back at it and I was younger, I would probably commit to it a lot more. Experiencing Alaska firsthand going up there. I mean, literally getting the call that I was going over the pandemic, like, Sitting here now looking at it, but it was one of the hardest times of my life just because but our company was shut down. We shut down. We, we weren't moving fish. The world was shut down. Yeah. I'm a fisherman. Definitely. You know what I mean? And as much as... No restaurants, no fish. Right. Pretty much. Right? Basically, in a nutshell. Yeah. We kept our boat going because there were so many families in need where we were... Me and my wife decided, you know, March 17, 2020, I still remember that date. That's a special day in my heart because we decided that we were going to keep our boat going. Oh, perfect. We, That's all. I love that. We just... We're going to try to do something for people. Yeah. And I was very fortunate at the time that, you know, my main clientele, Kona Brew, kept their door open just Hey, shout out Kona Brew, bro. Shout, shout out Kona Brew. Shout I don't out. know what camera I'm on. Right there, right there, right there. Oh, right right oh, oh, down the barrel. Yeah, they down the it. barrel. Straight down the barrel. <laughs> Shout out, Corner Brew. Um, they kept the lights on for me. And, you know, it, you know, like anything when you're on a show, there's things that, you know, you know, bro, you're in media. You yeah. know what I mean? There's things that make the cut. There's things that they don't. And for me personally, like, I wasn't, I wasn't the guy. I wasn't the star. I was more of the guy that was trying to make sure that when these guys came here, they felt welcome. They didn't slip off the wrong track. And when it came down to us keeping the lights on with Kona Brew, my main thing was we were going to keep fishing. That was my main. How focus. was that emotionally to hear that? Like, was, was it like, was it like a, did you, a crying moment? Was it like, yeah, a, I mean, it was, it was brutal. Yeah. I mean, it, it was brutal. I mean, I'm being born and raised here. Like we all yeah. have and watching yeah. everything getting taken away from you. Crazy. Places that you, that you walked into that you were normally watching families close their restaurants down, you know, just, the only way that I can put it is that I would never want to be in that position again. No, bro. And and, and the world is still not the same. It's bro. not. It's, it's still trying to get back. From you know, it, bro. I, I I think like it's good we've we've like busted through this barrier in a way where we're we're trying to you know we're trying to move forward. We're we're trying the best we can and we're, we've like forgotten about it. But I'll never I'll never forget certain times. You know yeah. what I mean? And like you know they, you know we we did a lot. What we filmed and what we what I actually did. I probably could have made an entire TV show off of what I was doing off camera. So you were uh, one of the main characters. I was. Uh, I was one of the main characters. So you're making me want to go back and watch the whole uh, thing again. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was a, it was an, it was an unreal experience. And the biggest thing again for me was the experiences that came along with it. You know, and, and so I like the challenge. I never was on camera before, but then all of a sudden, people can say whatever they want to say about reality TV. Yeah. Every day you put your boat in the water. You're not staging being able to catch a fish. And when we go out, like like when you work in TV, you're given a start date and a finish date. And everything in between needs to get done. There's no yeah. fucking ifs, ands, or buts. No, yeah, totally. So you know, it's not like you're making a call out to the tuna studio and you're like, hey, I need you to bite today. I need yeah. to catch this many. It's whatever. we're going to reenact everything. Yeah. And we're going to do this. No, it's like, no. So I love that. That pressure of going out knowing that I didn't know what was going to happen. It's and in the real, bro. It's, it's in, in the real. Is it? I don't know. I, I <laughs> fucking I don't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, but, no, because a lot of productions nowadays, like I, I, I've, I've never been in a production before. But being that our friend, you know, my friends, our, our, our 
our friends, you know, yeah, our, our mutual, neutral, and, mutual, yeah, mutual and, friends. and a lot of the guys that you work with, they they work, they and worked on the show with us, you know. Dude, before I moved to Big Island, I knew yeah. shit about cameras and right. shit. I mean, I, I was I was getting into it myself, right. by myself, and trying to learn myself. But meeting these guys and just like knowing different things about cameras and about productions and and like it, it trips me out bro and i wanna i'm trying to get into a i just want to do something i want to get my foot in to a production and just try it one day you know yeah so I, I think more than anything the niche that you got going right now is is really good yeah because yeah, totally. because i mean the best thing that i can say working you know in my short career working in tv is that the social media platform is is happening it's where it's at bro. that's where it's at and yeah. you've got a really good niche Ex especially with, with, over with the pandemic bro oh. the social media fucking boom right because everybody lived everybody lived through their tv and everybody lived through their phone. phones because everybody was stuck and then when when everything started opening back up like oh what the fuck do we do right oh shit what right. are we doing and, and it was a shock and if you were smart and you were able to strategically make moves you know during that time to where now like that was how you're maybe able to get ahead a little bit. Yeah. Or like guys that were able to make content over the pandemic where it comes out now. Because you know what? It's not easy to make content. Now. It's not it's easy not, to make bro. content it's at not. all. You have to have, uh, and I'm not bragging about it or anything like that, but you have to have this certain kind of personality, which is like an open personality to everything and everyone in order to be a social media, you know, influencer. There's a lot of influencers out there, but but in order to do this right here, yeah. in order to do this and and do like, commercials for restaurants and whatnot like with something that i do i i had to figure out like this that's like a part of my, my personality that i had to like tap into right you know and i don't know yeah that's that's what i think that's that is. crazy like that's crazy you're bringing that up yeah like i do want to ask you one question okay. but i'll save it yeah I'll yeah, save yeah. It for the end okay, like, okay, I, okay. I, I get one okay right? I get one. It's always the one. Yeah, it's always the one that that's the banger at the end of the show. That's the, the banger, banger at the end of the show. It's okay. So now another question is um, Ula Ula Fishing Company. Um, when did it start, and um, what do you guys specialize? In? Like, what? Tell us about about your company. So Ula Ula was founded by myself back in 2010, and you know, I I was born and raised. I was very fortunate growing up. You know where I did, and it was a it was a community, small community based. You know, we I was fortunate with my father because my father had a farm up Malka in South Kona, and we also had a home down in Mililii. So we had the best of both worlds, to where. He had an avocado coffee farm, Whew. and then he also had, you know, we were able to go down and fish. Coffee's and, a big thing down on the corner side. Uh, a lot of stuff is big thing now. Especially everything's big. Everything is big now. I but feel like you co know? the coffee farms are massive. Back in there. the '80s and the '90s, it was like it was trial and error. Like nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. You know what I mean? Like like strains of avocados and I went to coffee. A, a, when I was working for Deleuze, I was delivering to uh, Corner Hills. Yeah, Corner Hills Coffee. Yeah craziness Crazy. it's like a whole whole world up there it, it's a world and there's even you know not to get like you know you, you can get lost in this we yeah. won't get lost in yeah, it. yeah yeah but like you said in the last two years it's crazy to see some of the things that are actually happening how because the big island's a big island yeah and there's companies now that have that have very large companies have figured it out like wow okay i can buy this land it's out of sight out of mind and i can do this it's <laughs> totally scary bro. yeah it is you know it is mean? it is but is. you know for me the reason I just kind of went on that small rant is because I know what mainstream mainstreaming a company is. Yeah. And that was when I first started this brand back in 2010. I didn't know what it was. I was sick. I was sick of wearing everybody else's stuff. 
I was sick of wearing your day-to-day surfing company. I was sick of yeah. wearing your day-to-day stuff because in the end, I don't know who these guys are. I don't know who they are. So and they don't, they don't know you. No. And they don't know you. They don't know you. And they yeah. don't care. They're just, it, it's just a name brand like anything else. So that I pulled so myself. Right, that's heavy. Right. That is heavy. In a way. Yeah. But that was what I did for seven years. I, I was flown all over the place surfing and repping, you know, surfing and repping. Okay, wait, were you a pro surfer too? I was a professional longboarder from, from 2000. Are you just the whole package, bro. Not really. Yeah? Not really. I just, it was <laughs> just timing. Timing. Man, that's awesome. Okay. Timing. Okay. Continue. Um, continue. Sorry. Where are we at? Track. I I'm forget. I'm trying to figure out what I had to not look at because I yeah. don't want somebody to come out and fucking yell at me right <laughs> now. <so. laughs> um, uh, oh, wearing people's brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wearing people's brands. I just decided that I was over it. Yeah. I didn't want to do it anymore. So I told myself I was getting back into fishing. I took a break for, you know, we moved out of Millie when I was 15 years old. When we moved into town, my father became a lifeguard. That was actually how I really got into surfing. That was kind of like my outlet for that becoming a lifeguard. Yeah, I was okay. just kind of forgetting everything that we moved away from. I was bummed. I went to Kona Waina. I went to Ho'okan on my, my, all my elementary. Moved from Kona Waina to Kalakehe. Was mm. first class when I graduated. Had no fucking plan. Didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. That was a lifeguard. I was like, well, okay, well, you basically... You know, you put me in the water. That's kind of all the only skill set I had. Yeah. You go to, you know, you, you go to your counselor. Everybody's filling out paperwork to go to college. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to college. Yeah. Well, what do you want to do? I, I think I'm going to surf. Well, you can't do that. That's not a job. Well, I think I'm going to fish. Well, you can't do that. That's not a job. So it's like, okay, well. That then, is so. That you know, is what so do you do? So it was almost a blessing in the skies because I had so many people telling me in a way that you can't do this. You can't do that. I didn't know that that was going to be my fuel down the road. But nowadays you say you. You can do that. You can do that. 100%. Yeah, so that's nuts. why I'm fucking here. Guy. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Like I want, I mean, anybody that's going to tell you, anybody that's going to tell you that obviously has doubts in their mind. They yeah. have more doubts with themselves. I mean, that's the old, that's old totally. school too. Though. 100%. You know, back in those days too, that, that old school, that's old yeah. school. But it's not a bad thing. It's just more like, it's just like, you know, someone telling me, are you sure? Like yeah. they're not sure. Yeah. Or saying like, well, how's that going to work? They don't know how. Like, it's oh, I didn't work. become a surfer, so you can't do it. Right. Because I didn't do it. Right. So, yeah. But if everybody thought like that, like you wouldn't have world champions. You wouldn't have, you know, you wouldn't have all these spectacular athletes that do fucking amazing things. Definitely. Wow, we're heading down the home stretch here. It's the holiday season. Pipes coming up. The eddies coming up. You Definitely. Got, you know I mean, it's a spectator sport. Yeah. If you told all these kids, all these guys that you couldn't do that. What are we watching? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, that's the bottom line. So for me personally, it was becoming original, which I was scared to be. I was afraid that if I created something that was myself, I was afraid that everybody else wasn't going to like it. But in the and, end... And that's where it was born. That's where Ooh, it was born. Company, yeah. And I, I, I made that brand because when I got into fishing, I was fucking lost. I was embarrassed. Okay. I was embarrassed that I, I felt I should have known so much more. And But I caught myself because I looked at it as, okay, if I can make it, if I can make it in surfing, if I can be an elite paddler, if yeah. I can be elite spearfishing, if I put all my focus into this, I should be able to do this. And then once I started catching fish and I actually started fishing, I realized something that everything had gotten so fucking expensive and out of control <laughs> that the one thing in fishing that never changed was the price. Yeah. And so there was a business niche that nobody had tapped into. And I told myself that if I can start working with these clients and sh- not saying that you're the best fisherman or you have the best product, just having some form of traceability where Ula Ula's red 
everybody now all of a sudden pokey's become so ch- it's all over the place everybody wants pokey yep the demand for ahi is is probably one of the biggest demands around. crazy bro. Crazy. gold gold so we have the best product we have the best fishermen we have some of the best locations locations i mean it, it's a it's a gold mine platform around the island around the state to be able to for for fishermen to utilize that but nobody yeah. was doing it everybody was selling to big brokers big fishing companies yeah and i looked at it as i want to work with one restaurant one they can have the the other five six seven hundred i yeah. just want to work with one start with one so that was what i did i started working with kona brew because they were already sponsored. that was the first that was, that first, was my first first ever and so, so Ula Ula, it was a clothing company first. Ula Ula was a fishing company. Oh, okay. So, right. but so then you it, started with apparel. So I started merchandising it, and a lot of it came around came around of the show because we started getting you know. So you didn't you didn't sell to anybody yet. You did merch first. No, it was, it was oh it was oh it was Corner Brewing. Yeah, Corner Brew, and yeah. then it was the merch. Right. The oh, merch. Sick. The merch actually came out where the merch came out right around all of a sudden because I was wearing stuff on the show. And the guys that we were working with, we all started just wearing Ula Ula. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, oh, fuck. On the show. On the show. But Dude, I have nothing else dope. to wear. I mean, it's like, so if I'm going to wear something, like, I'm not going to wear, like, you know, wear, your wear own. somebody else's fishing stuff. Because that would have been, like, th- that would have been ah, the dumbest shit in the world. And that's where it started That's where it from. started. So oh, then all of a sudden, so like, sick. the demand was like, wow. like Marketing strategy. Right. Ah, in a way. But, yeah. like, to, but to be honest, like. We shot ourselves in the foot because we launched it. We weren't ready. We cartwheeled backwards. Too much people. Then, right. Then, then all of a sudden, you know, first year, our, our merchandise demand is huge. Our fish demand is huge. And we're sitting here with our thumbs in our ass. Yeah, like, like oh, well, shit, well, what do we what? do? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it, it really came down to where I never looked at this brand as being a merchandise brand. And, and I still don't. Yeah. Where anybody that I try to make it, and it sounds it's going to sound shitty for me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like, I try to make it a little bit harder to get our stuff. Because I feel that when someone goes on and actually learns about our story with what we're actually doing and they actually get, and we actually get the order, I know what it took for that person to actually find, find us. It's like a puzzle. It's like it. a puzzle because oh, then I know when I dope. actually see somebody wearing my like, shit. Okay. This guy knows the story. Yeah. Yeah. To where it's like, I'm fucking proud. Yeah. I'm like, kind of like a Dahui thing. Exactly. Yes. You know what I mean? We're I like, like that. We're like, we're like, it's got like, if you're going to do this, you, you got to have some type of soul about it. Like, could I, I could have, I could have sold out guy a long time ago, but I didn't. If anything, it was the opposite. I spent money to get my company back so that now I own my brand free and clear again with just me and my wife and my kids. And the only thing I want out of this brand is just to inspire this younger generation to where I'm nothing special. You can look at me, you'd walk right by me on the road, but I'm just trying to do something to where if I can inspire one person around the world, not to buy my shirt. But to come to Hawaii and have an experience with our fish or support local businesses, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It's labeling one person, one. That's all. Yeah. And I'm trying to put a story that with this one person like myself, there's an entire culture and heritage behind behind us. And that's the so only cool. reason I'm at where I'm at is because of all the guys that have helped me get here. Definitely. You know what I mean? And and there's so many guys that that want nothing to do with it. But I'm just trying to be a voice. I'm trying to, you know, build something for the guys like that do want to have it, you know? Definitely. Definitely. That's awesome, bro. I wanted to tell you something because I, um, knowing that you are a, a pro longboarder, um, <laughs> this is a funny story. A lot of people don't know this about me, but my, <laughs> my whole family comes from a background of pro bodyboarders. Okay. Um, 
I, I, am, last, I saw your last video. It was fucking. Yeah. Genius, by the, way. <laughs> the so stoked I boogie missed series. The first minute after that, when you walked up and yanked uh, the kid's mullet, I just about fucking died. <laughs> Oh, how's that mullet? How's that mullet? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so um, my family's been in the bodyboarding comp, the bodyboarding uh, industry for since I was a little kid, man. My grandma was the uh, my grandma was the owner of Haba, which is the Hawaii uh, Bodyboarding Association. No way. In in Kauai, uh, so man. we used to live in Kauai. I used to live in Kalahel. Okay. Uh, I used to go Kalahel Elementary. Went to Chiefest. A lot of people don't know that too. I used to live in Kauai, um, but I was a prodigy of bodyboarding. Um, my uncles, the Cooper brothers. I don't know if you heard of the Cooper brothers I have, before. I have. My uncles are the Cooper brothers. No kidding. So my mom is um, my mom is a Cooper. Um, her maiden name is Saldana, but she's a Cooper because uh, my grandma and then my gr- and then her brothers, her stepbrothers are um, the Cooper brothers, Paul, Jesse, Richard. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are my uncles. So they all went pro, sponsored by Maury when Maury was big back then. Right. Um, you know, all those big, big names, Viper, Viper mm-hmm. was a big thing. So, um, it was, it was crazy cause, um, my grandma did not give a shit about school. Yeah. Like she didn't want, like I, I would, I would go to school. I like going to school cause it's just, I'm a social person as you can tell. Um, but, um, after school she'd pick me up and not like a lot of grandparents or parents are like, Hey, you got to do your homework before you go, you know, wherever play or anything like that. No, fuck that. My grandma took me straight to the beach. You know, that's a cool ass grandma. Yeah, yeah, totally. But um, I missed a lot of schoolwork because <laughs> I didn't. I mean, not like it matters now. I'm not in yeah. college or anything like that. But um, I graduated with a pretty high GPA, though. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's um, the main thing. But yeah, so she she tried to turn me into this pro bodyboard and I was on the way to it. And then just I just figured it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't for me. And then I got into water photography, bro. Yeah. I got into <laughs> photography, doing photography, like wave photography, like Clark Little shit. Right. I uh, got into that because I, I cannot leave the water, bro. It's hard. Right. It's hard for me to leave the water. So I, I went on a different route and I did that. And then I just, it just went into just regular photography after that. John Mosel, you know, John Mosel, the one that he passed away. Yep. So he was like my, uh, he was kind of like my, my father that I never had. Like your mentor. My mentor. Yeah. yeah. So he was, um. He was into photography, um, and I got into photography with that as well. And I think my grandpa was in photography too. My grandpa was doing photography since he was little, and uh, I just so, told I mean, him, all this that we're doing right now. It's, it's just like, like yeah, it's cra- blood. Yeah, it's you know crazy. I mean? it's like there's things that you that you you can't force it. It's natural, and that's Dude. like that's the most unreal thing about watching you is like. Like you're natural on the camera, and I don't even realize you that don't. it just comes. It just comes. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. like, like that was that was. Fuck it. I'm gonna ask you the question now. Okay, okay. You're on the That's totally fine. Yeah, so we're like, good. I have I have to ask it. Yeah. Because because your content your content is brilliant, and if people don't know that, like they should know that because you put yourself out there. Thank you. You're putting yourself in a state of mind. How did you come up? With brother Jeffrey. Oh, bro. This is a two-part question. That's uh, the first part. Okay, first question. Okay. The you want to ask the second one? Or okay, second okay, one, okay. We're going to throw it all together because I think okay. it's going to be a long story. Totally. So okay. I want to hear it. Yeah. So how did, you, it. how did you become, like, where did Jeff, like, brother Jeffrey originate from? Okay. And <clears throat> do you live, is there a part of you that lives through brother Jeffrey because that's that's a way for you to kind of reveal who deep down you really are? <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. That's a good. That's a good question, bro. That's a good question. Okay, so first, uh, let me answer where the brother Jeffrey come from. Oh man, so I'm. I, I've always been a videogenic, yeah. photogenic person ever since I was a little kid. There's videos of me doing like 
performances on my auntie's pool back in California and just and and a lot of stuff that I see in my son right now is stuff that I was. Right. I was just this obnoxious little irritating kid that just I, full of energy, bro. ADHD for sure. <laughs> just just full of energy, just a ball of energy and uh Brother Jeffrey came about when Vine was created. Okay. So Vine was kind of like one of the first video platforms yeah. of social media. Yeah. It was like it was like that, like Snapchat. It was like, like a it, it was 6 seconds though. It was 6. Yeah, 6, six seconds. seconds. So um Instagram didn't come out with video yet, but mm-hmm. Vine had 6 second videos. And um what you would do is, you know, you create this this banger video in 6 seconds. Right. That has a just punchline. It's just a punchline. Because what 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 a what a good video is. What what a good comedian does right is hit punchlines right. So like now it's harder because videos are longer. So you're like okay, where's the punchline at the end? Right. But Vine was just punchline right at the beginning because it's only six seconds, right? right. So brother Jeffrey was created. He had straight eyes before. It was just straight. It was straight eyes. Um, I was actually driving down a road in Wahiwa, and there's this guy, and he was on the side of the road, and he was asking for money, and I remember, I, I, <laughs> I remember it's just kind of like, oh, like borrowing dollar kind, like you know, kind of like Alex Farnham, like Alex Farnham yeah. kind of style. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where brother Jeffrey came from. It was the first thing that popped in my uh, my my mind was like, okay, brother Jeffrey, I don't yeah. know, brother Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, and it just I I popped it up on Vine, and people loved it. Just like my friends. I only had friends following me, right? Yeah. And I was just making short videos without the eye. Yeah. And then, um, like, my, one of my friends like, bro, you got to do something that, like, makes it super unique. Because, yeah. like, you're talking local, but everybody can talk local. Right. And I was like, bro, I remember this thing that my dad taught me when I was younger. And it was kind of like chameleon eyes. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of like this, like. Like that, you see that? It's like chameleon eyes, yeah. bro. And I learned that when you I was. You can do it with both eyes. I can, I can, I can, I, I, I can try. Wait, something. Yeah, I can. I, I, I think you can do it. Both but when eyes. you're in character, it doesn't like you can do it with either eye. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like that's crazy. Yeah, totally. Because it's totally. like it's like it's like it's like he's in he's in there somewhere, bro. Like, uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of creepy, bro. It, it's like a it's like a it's like an alter ego. Yeah, yeah. It's like somebody that lives. And my wife told me that sh- it should never come out when we're having sex. <laughs> <laughs> she always I mean, tells me, bro, don't you, if he comes I mean, out, I swear to God. I mean, there's a first time for everything, <laughs> yeah. bro. You know, you know. Yeah. So that's where Brad and Jeffrey was created. Um, then Instagram came out, and I was like, okay, now we have 15 second videos. I'm a punchline kind of person. How the fuck are we going to do this now? Right. So I just created punchlines throughout the whole video instead of just at the end. It was just punchline, 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 punchline. So a lot of my videos that I do, I'm saying shit. Yeah. And a lot of people will like pass it on. But it's it's stuff, small stuff. Right. Like the mullet thing. Right. That's a banger right there. Yeah. It's like, oh, how's this fucking mullet pull Yeah, up? I know. But yeah. like, to, to, to like to put that into... Because again, like what you're doing is like you're 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 making you're making reels, you're making content, but it's entertaining yeah. the whole time. Yeah. So totally. like 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 social media is a business. We all know that. Oh, big time. Big time. 
you know, so there's monetization, there's branding, there's influencing, there's all these ways that you can make it as, as like on social media. I'm yeah. not into any of that, by the way, just letting you guys know. Yeah, but Instagram fucked me over. I, I did one video and they don't, I can't get paid on I've, Instagram. Well, I lost my check mark a couple of times, but we won't get into that. That's for other oh, stories. Oh shit, fuck. let's keep that off the camera. It's all right. No, yeah, yeah. But what I'm getting at with you is that it's really hard to start a video and keep somebody interested the whole time. There has it's, to be punchlines, bro. And not only that, like you're doing it to where like you're marketing, like you're marketing brands. Definitely. Like you're doing, so so you're actually doing advertisement to where when was the last time you actually sat there and watched a 30 second to a one minute commercial? Right. Never. Never. Like, oh, commercial break. Oh, go get beer. Or, oh, oh go bathroom. Or, yeah. you know, like that's what you're running a lot. So to, to sit down and be entertained the whole entire time. You got to pull. You got to pull. What it is is you, you you lose people, bro. There's a lot of, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's a <laughs> lot of comedians out there that yeah. have really good videos, man. Really good videos. Yeah. But it just is like, after a while, it's just like, oh, what? Yeah. What? Like, where, where, where are we going with this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, five-minute videos. Like, okay, if you're going to have a five-minute video, yeah. you got to have fucking bangers throughout the whole five-minute video. Totally. You but have then, to have a punchline that's at at the end, but everything in between has to be as good as that punchline at the end. Right. And that's where it comes into again, like that was why like I really wanted to do this with you because what you're doing, it really is I can't believe that there's not more people that do it. And the reason is is because it's hard. Dude, it's impossible. <laughs> it is. It, it's borderline. It, dude, it's I don't like, even know what the fuck podcasting is, bro. I don't know either. That's I, why I'm sitting here like, what the fuck are we supposed to talk about? I've but, done these before and like this is this is cool because in a way it's I'm getting like I've never we've never met in person never but this is the I first feel time. like I know you really good because I watch all your shit yeah because it's good it's entertaining to where like I don't I don't follow a lot of people because it's easy to get it's easy to get lost definitely in it where you know what I mean and then you get that stupid you know oh, oh shit bro you know you've been looking at social media you know your screen your screen times up this week you know? oh, oh fuck I get that all the time <laughs> you know damn it but when was the last time you watched an influencer, uh, an influencer, and you just came back to where I go on every day to see if you put something out. Definitely, and I think that that's a awesome. lot of people that follow you are the same way. Yeah, to where like that's a total different way of being a comedian. Yeah, you're not doing a 45 or a one hour set that's been practiced. Fuck, I've never theater. done. You know done what I mean? So you're just, it's like yeah. this. It's just ad lib. Go out, put the fucking mic on, and just bah, let's go have fun. Yeah, you know, and there's so many people that are afraid to do that. Yeah, totally. on this platform because of you know, comments and all the bullshit that comes with it where it's You just like, gotta not give a fuck, bro. Exactly. That's all. That's what it is. That's all. So it's like, when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter how big of a following you have. It doesn't matter what feeds no. underneath you. If you enjoy doing something that yeah. you love, do it. Because what you're doing is unbelievable. It's unbelievable Appreciate how you that, can bro. just go in the character like that. It's, 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 it's entertaining. It's, it's, it's just, it's crazy. And yeah. I wish more people did it because it's a way that it's laughter bro we fucking yeah. need that in our no oh, definitely we need it in our lives definitely. that's who we are you know so keep going bro thank you bro yeah. thank you and i and i want to touch on that too like um I, i've i've been doing this for a while bro and, and brother jeffrey is just this raunchy ass character that's what is it he? is that's what i mean what from the beginning before it used to be more raunchy than it is now yeah like, it used to talk about a whole bunch of shit that shouldn't be talked about <laughs> on instagram anymore but um, I didn't want to take the swearing away. Like yeah. it was like no matter what what kind of person I am personally in my life, church, whatever, I go to church, yeah, stuff like that, you know. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, Oh, you're not shame, go to church and then you stay on Instagram swearing it up, like bro, it's 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 
it's comedy, bro. Comedy has no limits. Yeah. Comedy has no limits, you know? And um, that's just who Brother Jeffrey is. Yeah. He's uh, He swears. He does all that kind of stuff. And now when I do when I do promotions for companies and stuff like that, I ask them, I'm like, hey, what do you, how, how do you want to pr- approach this? Right. Because I can do it in a professional, funny way, mm-hmm. or I can do it in, like, swearing everything. Like, bruh, bruh do the swearing, bro. Yeah. That's how Brother Jeffrey yeah. is. Like... And I'm like, okay, people love it, bro. That's yeah. how we got. We just gotta keep. We gotta keep that character as, um, you know, going as it is. Um, now to answer the second question about living through Brother Jeffrey, oh man, you know what? I got lost in it, bro. Yeah. I got lost in Brother Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, before I met my wife, you know, when I was into music, uh, I let the fame get to my head straight mm-hmm. up, bro. And I think there's a lot of comedians out there nowadays that let fame get to their head. And um, from a person that's been through it hands on, bro, um, you know, because social media wasn't a big thing when, when we when we all started. And for for me to boom like I did back then, mm-hmm. um, it was kind of like a celebrity status. I'm not saying like freaking Kanye West or anything like that. No, but, but I mean, as a celebrity in, in Hawaii. 100 percent. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and again, like, I mean, it, it, it I get it. I yeah. get it in a sense where because everybody loves your shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can relate to it in a sense where like you're not you're not famous. People appreciate you. Yeah. You're going to have your haters. You're going to have people that don't like what you do. But majority of the people that watch your shit are fucking entertaining. They're Definitely. on what you're doing. Definitely. You know? So the attention is what got me, bro. I love the attention. I loved I loved the attention. Uh, nowadays, I still love the attention, bro. I love the positivity that I, I, I put in people's lives. And my friend, you know, <laughs> we were in Vegas. Um couple weeks ago and my friend kind of tapped into me bro and he he my friend matt um he uh maddie smokes on youtube check him out anyway <laughs> he kind of just was like uh talking to me and asking me like because he cruised at me for for a couple days right and um people were coming up to me in vegas and like oh wait like all stoked and yeah. stuff like that um but he noticed that it's like i kind of i kind of i'm there like I'll, I'll say oh what's up everything like that but he noticed that like I'm not as stoked as I was before. Interesting. Why? Um, and, and and the reason is, and it's it's not anything against any of my fans or followers like that. It's yeah. just I think there's a there's a right time for mm. it, and uh, I guess in that time when we we're in Vegas, I just was trying to kind of enjoy me, my wife, and my friend just having fun. But I'll, I'm not rude, bro. I, I won't ever tell anybody. No, I'm not gonna take a picture with you or anything like that. I'll I'll totally. Um, I think it's just. Um, I don't. I don't want to be famous yeah you know yeah i don't want to be i don't want to be a person that i, I just it's feel no, like i'm not it, that person anymore yeah, yeah, it's yeah. different this brother jeffrey now is totally different than the brother jeffrey from before it's totally different i, so I love making people maybe laugh. like you know like you found i can't explain it no no no. i get it yeah, I, yeah. and i but i but i and i'm not just saying that because i'm sitting across from you like I, I i understand what you're saying in a sense because i can relate to it because you've found you've you you you've got this this person where anybody can call about a Jeffrey like whatever he is. Yeah. But like for you personally, it it's you've kind of found the direction, the vision of what you want with him. But you can turn it off. It's other people that can. Definitely. They see you. They, Definitely. They, it's like because they're so fascinated by oh Bob, you know, hey, hey, do the thing, you know, you know, and you're like fuck, bro. Like, I don't. But what do I have thing, to understand know? is. A lot of these guys that are super stoked, yeah, I've changed their life in 100%. some type of way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and I'm I'm starting to understand that because when it happens in person, it's it's I don't realize that, mm-hmm. you know. But there's a lot of people I get messages, bro, daily that I'll, there's a lot of people out there that have, um, been depressed or you know like parents passed away or 
other has passed away mm-hmm. and like look forward to just having a little one minute laugh, two minute laugh by watching my videos, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what trips me out. Yeah. That's what trips me out. That hits me hard. Do you, you think know? like when you first did this like years ago, do you think they like you were mentally prepared to like be I was not that, right. It wasn't it wasn't I it wasn't I wasn't ready. Right. I wasn't ready. But I, I looked at it as a fast fame thing. It's crazy now too, because like however long you've been doing this now, and you know, by the sounds of it, by the looks of it, it's like doesn't look like you're slowing down and you're stopping no not at all and if 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 it does i'm already jumping on the next thing look at this podcast you know what i mean yeah and and i i was asked to be on a i was asked to be a radio dj for a a radio station because people thought that i I, i've done radio before and i have never done radio before this is the first thing that ever comes close to being on radio is you know two cameras two microphones like this and i've never even had you know touched anything like this before but when I got it and I set it up and I start talking, it just came natural. And I was totally. like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is crazy. And I love doing this, dude. I yeah. love talking to people. I love, you know, like talking to you, talking to Monko on episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a thing that I love to do. You know, we're not making money off of this no. or anything like that. But no. I think, like you said, I think Hawaii is so untapped still yeah. in this in this kind of platform. Mm-hmm. That I wanted to jump on it before, you know, because, dude, I see this thing on Instagram all the time. Like people, t- podcasts like yeah. this. And there's like millions of follows and millions of likes. And like, imagine us talking about Hawaii. Right. The way that we're talking about it, and millions of people hearing it. And it's funny you say that because half the podcasts I watch or I listen to are bullshit. Yeah. Like they're not even good. Skidded shit, dude. Skidded shit. You're listening to somebody that's talking about, you know, like oh, being in the limelight in LA or being in the limelight somewhere and because they're famous or but it's like the skill set of what they're doing. It's like there's so much here to yeah. where to me, like, you know, going back to the to the to the to the small run that I had, that was the most gratifying thing about what I did uh-huh. was the amount of people on a world level platform appreciated that they didn't know we fucking existed. Yeah. That bothered me. Yeah. It was almost like, oh, wait, shit. We're so, just like, lost islands. So, so it's Hawaii, but like, there's still Hawaiians there? Like, like there's still people there? What? Like, for real. Like, in a weird sense. That is pretty nuts. Like, it's crazy. Like, when you come here, like, what do you expect? The only way people are going to be educated when they come into our home yeah. is by us, you know, putting messages out there like this in a way for them to watch it so that when they do come here, like, they know. Definitely. You know? Like, yeah. that's that's the only way that I can put it. You know? Awesome. And I, I hope it motivates more people to come and, you know, sit in this chair and, and, and sit down with you because, it's you know, it's it's a cool thing. Hell yeah, Simple, dude. Bro. Hell yeah. You know? I can't wait to the, see the future with this thing, bro. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for... The sky's the limit, bro. Thank you so much for sponsoring yeah. the podcast and, you know... Big shout out to all our sponsors again, Nick Aniani Construction, Ula Ula Fishing Company, um, Tigers Towing out in Oahu, Ola Brew Company, and uh, Honors Brand. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we're not, you know, we wouldn't be here uh, without you guys and you, bro. Thank you so much for yeah. believing in me and, and just jumping on this podcast. Driving all the way from Kona uh, over here, bro. Fucking closer than Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> You know? Hey, and way more. I gotta come Hilo. Oh, that's easy. Oh, easy, that's bro. Easy. Oh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, brother Jeff Selva on the podcast. Let's go. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, thank you for being there, bro. All right.